Will you join me in uh, taking a look at Isaiah 9 this morning? Just continuing on in the theme of the video that you've just seen, the darkest of nights and those who saw the light understood it. Isaiah 9 verse 2 says this, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shone. Verse 6, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. Then we're going to read a little bit from the Christmas story today, Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, uh, starting at verse 8, it says this. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was, a, there was uh, with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on per earth peace among those with whom he's pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. And lastly this morning, one last uh, verse. John chapter 1 verse 5 simply says this. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Can we pray together this morning? God, we thank you that we can gather today. Though we're not in person, Lord, we know that we're not separated from you, that you can transcend the time and the distance, and you're here with us. If we'll open up our heart and be aware that your spirit is here in whatever room we're in, you are with us, and you can change us today by the power of your spirit. And so this morning, God, we want to be changed. We want to know you more through your son, Jesus Christ. We want to better understand your love for us. We want to better understand how we can share that love with others. So help us today. God, in the face of lots of darkness, um, lots of challenge, lots of trouble, God, I think today of even some of the prayer requests that we have received over this last week, Lord, Many of us are feeling uh, tired. Many of us are feeling fearful, uh, given the sickness that's all happening all around the world, given the, the challenge in the economy, uh, given the challenge in the health of some of our loved ones. God, we just lift those requests to you today. And we pray, God, that you would show yourself strong. Lord, we pray that you would work miracles of healing, God, and that you would work miracles of providing, Lord. In this time of year, when some can feel quite lonely and isolated and that much more because 
of the health restrictions that we currently have, God, I just pray wherever people are this morning, wherever they are hearing this message, they would sense your love, your company, God. Lord, let us uh, leave the time today together changed, um, made more like you. It's the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome to church this morning. I'm so glad to be preaching to you today. We're continuing on in our series, Shining Brightly, and uh, today we're talking about the light and the darkness. You know, this time of year is one of my favorite times of year, most wonderful time of the year. Uh, and now we've got a little bit of snow, which makes a beautiful backdrop here in Halifax for Christmas time. Just love it. And one of the things that I, I've observed that people enjoy doing at this time of year is uh, bundling up, maybe getting the hot chocolate or getting a nice cup of coffee and hopping into the car or going for a walk and taking a look at the Christmas lights, the lights that are up and around. And uh, here around our city, there's some beautiful displays uh, downtown of Christmas lights. And, uh, you know, when I was driving this morning, it's a beautiful sunny day here today, I didn't see too many people out looking at the lights. Not too many people out in the afternoon looking at the lights. It's a thing that we do in the evening. It's a thing that we do after dark. Why is that? Well, Paul, of course, because lights shine in the darkness. We go out in the evening, we bundle up, we get our loved ones or whatever the case is, and we go out and we see these beautiful lights, and they shine brighter in the darkness. Now, in reality, the light is as bright as it was during the day, but our perception of that light is that it's brighter in the darkness. Think of going to see your favorite movie at the movie theater, or think of going to see a play. If you've ever gotten to go see a play on stage, what happens before it all starts? They dim the lights so that you can see the action really well, that you perceive it really well. Maybe you do that at home too when you're watching a movie, or if you've gone to a sporting event or any kind of live action thing, a concert, you get in there, you, you can see when you get to your seat, but once you're situated, eventually the house lights go down where you are, you're in darkness, but you can see the light. You can see the light. In that opener this morning, that poem that's set to uh, the animation there, the poem by Shemaiah, it says that it was one of the darkest nights. It was the darkest night. It opens up with the darkness. Are you facing any darkness today? This year, Nathan already mentioned, you know, it's been a challenging one in different ways because we've all been in these sort of health restrictions or maybe, uh, maybe you've been not well uh, because of COVID or maybe you've lost a loved one. People have gone through such difficulty this year. Maybe your job has been in jeopardy or you've lost it. Maybe there's um, challenges. Maybe you're a student and weren't able to go to school. There's all sorts of ways that this year has been dark for so many of us. Dim. Maybe you face your own personal darkness. Some kind of challenge. Maybe you're chasing down the, the purpose you have in life and the dreams that God has given you, and you just feel crowded by the darkness and challenging situations, the setbacks that you've encountered this year. Darkness. We all face it. And it shouldn't come to us as a surprise. Jesus said of himself, the Apostle John recorded Christ's words in John 16, and Jesus said, you will have trouble in this world. But don't be afraid because I have overcome the world. We will encounter darkness. We will encounter challenge. But we have a great hope. And that is what we celebrate this time of year. 
That is what we remember, that God sent his son into this world for us. A great light shining in the darkness, just like John 1 said to us, that scripture we just read a few moments ago. The darkness has not overcome it. And Jesus, we know, is that light. So whatever darkness you're facing today, whatever challenges you might be facing, Christ is with you, and he is shining his light of glory all around you, just like he was in this story today that we're reading of the nativity of Christ's birth. We're going to take a look at the shepherds today and think a little bit, contemplate a little bit about the darkness that they faced. It says in Luke 2, 8, that the shepherds were in the fields, watching their sheep by night. You know, one of my favorite carols, the first Noel talks about the deepness of that night, the depth of darkness that night. There's all sorts of figurative language used to describe that night. But everyone agrees that it was dark. Everyone agrees that it was dark. The darkness that we face, that we encounter in life, can be overwhelming. It can be cold. It can feel hopeless. Imagine what it was like that night, you know, out there doing the same thing that you're always doing. Maybe feeling stuck in a rut, out in the dark, out in the cold, outside of the city. The shepherds were in the dark. Maybe you feel like you're in the dark. The Apostle Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians 12 that it's in our weakness that we experience the strength of God. He says that when I'm weak, I am strong because of Christ. When I'm facing the darkness, if you will, when I'm facing the challenges, that is the opportunity when I can get to know God's strength, his light. I can get to know God's faithfulness, his light. I can get to know God's saving power, his light in the middle of that darkness. In the Psalms, in Psalm 139, verse 12, it says this, that even the darkness is as light to you. The darkness is as day to you, O God. You see, darkness doesn't scare off God, nor should it scare us. That darkness that are those difficult situations, those hopeless situations that you might be facing, or even the loneliness that might be coming at you this time of year. We all have different stories about Christmas. You know, it's fascinating to me that it is also, though it's one of the most joyous times of year, it's also one of the most stressful times of year. Though it's the one, of, the one time of year that we get together, it's also the time of year that so many feel left behind and isolated, and that much more because of COVID and health restrictions and all of that. But that doesn't mean that we can't feel connected to God. He gives us hope even as we're facing darkness that is external to us. Just like the shepherds, they were in the dark, in the fields, and it was a dark night. It's the first kind of darkness that we face, a darkness on the outside. But Jesus gives us hope, and his light shines so much brighter in the darkness if we will open up our hearts to it. The shepherds were watching their flocks by night. And then it says this, And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. In the middle 
of our darkness, in the middle of the situations coming at us, if we'll open up our hearts to God, he'll be so faithful to shine his glory upon you and me. He will shine his light upon us in the darkest night. Jesus said that he would be with us. We see that demonstrated in that story about Jesus and the disciples crossing over the lake, and they were in the middle of a storm, and, and the disciples were so afraid. And yet Christ came to them and settled the wind and the waves, and they were in awe of him, the glory of the Lord. We see examples of this in the Old Testament with the Israelites, the people that were in the wilderness, wandering around the wilderness with Moses, and we saw God's faithfulness to them in so many different ways. Or Moses at the burning bush in Exodus, hearing from God, the darkness that night broken by the glory of the Lord. God wants to shine his glory around us, even when we are facing darkness. The second kind of darkness that we face is a darkness that comes from within. Maybe you're watching today, uh, you know, at, at home and and you don't have a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. Maybe you're watching this from another time or place, and you don't know even how you found yourself here, and you're listening to this message, and, and you don't know much about Christ. Well, Christ knows you, and he wants to shine his light and his love on you today. There's a darkness that is within each of us, and that darkness is the brokenness. It's the sin that came from the fall and we are all broken. And we all are in need of saving. And thank God that he sent Jesus Christ to save us. Ephesians 2 talks about this. Paul writing talks about how we are saved by grace through faith. It's not of our own works. It's a free gift from God. And we were all in need of saving. We all are in need of saving. Maybe today you haven't addressed that darkness that is within you. Maybe you know Christ and you've journeyed with him for a long, long time, but sometimes that darkness seems to be creeping up. We see it in the story represented by the shepherds. It says that the glory of God shone around them, and then they feared greatly. And then God's words to them through the angel was, don't be afraid. And that's what he's saying to you and I today. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the darkness on the outside coming at you through life situations. And don't be afraid of the darkness you feel or see or recognize within you. Because I can shine light in the darkness and I will not be overcome. That's his word of promise to you and I today. He'll not be overcome by the darkness. No matter what we throw at God, it becomes light to him. He redeems us. He changes us. And it's not through our works. It's through his grace activated by our faith in him. And so this morning, if we're encountering darkness in our own lives, as Paul said, if we're doing the things that we don't want to do and not doing the things that we want to do, he talked about that in 2 Corinthians 12. If we find ourselves in that situation today, isn't it amazing at this time of year we're reminded that Jesus came so we can depend on him, so we can reach out to him today and he can take care of that darkness from within. You know, the shepherds are an interesting uh, group of characters in this story. In fact, they're the primary audience. We don't often think of it this way, but they're the primary audience of Jesus' birth. They really represent us in the story. People. Just people. You have Mary, a central character, of course. 
the angels, you have Joseph, and then you have the shepherds. The shepherds in this time, in this historical time, were actually despised as a class of people. They were despised. Uh, some historians reference the fact that they were considered unclean by the Jews, even though they cared for the sheep that would eventually be used as sacrifices, as sacrificial lambs in worship. They were considered defiled. They were considered untrustworthy. Historians tell us that they, they were not allowed to uh, be witnesses in the court because they were considered unreliable. If there were outsiders that could have been an audience for the birth of Christ, these were it. These were the guys. They represent those who are on the outside. Have you ever been an outsider? I have. And the darkness within sometimes makes us an outsider, has made us an outsider to God's kingdom. But Jesus Christ came, and his light shines. And that light shining causes us all to become insiders. We have the opportunity to be a part of his family. So the shepherds in the fields, it's not random. It's intentional. They were the audience. Rather than kings and uh, the, the, the high society types and the Jewish faith and culture, God announced the coming of his son that night in the darkness to a group of people that were despised, to a group of people that weren't well regarded, to a group of people that were on the outside. No matter how you feel on the outside today, just thank the Lord right now, even where you are in your heart, that he brings us in. We are all the same. The gospel is inclusive. The gospel is about equity. And we see that demonstrated right here in the heart of the nativity story. As a sidebar, I often wonder at Mary. You know, Joseph is there, and he's a character in the story. But we see right from the beginning this sense of inclusion and equality. Shepherds who were disregarded. Mary, a woman who in that time and place didn't have much in terms of position. It's through her that the Messiah came. And the witnesses were this rough group of shepherds in the fields. We have such great hope today because God has made us insiders. He's made us part of the story. So we have this darkness that we encounter in life that's external to us, the, the represented by the challenges we face, and in the story represented by the dark night that the shepherds were living out in. And then we have a darkness that comes from within at times. It even rears its head after we've come to know Christ and we're walking in this faith, but he overcomes it. And then the third aspect of darkness is one that has to do with the knowledge of Christ. We may have a testimony that tells us that we have come to know him and we are saved by grace through faith. And then once we are, we have a responsibility. Glenn preached about it at the beginning of this series, Shining Brightly, to be missional. That is, to engage others and shine the light that Christ has put in our lives uh, into the lives of others. And that's the third kind of darkness that we encounter And, I mean, maybe you've heard someone say this to you before, maybe in the workplace or maybe a family member. Man, I was in the dark on that. I was left in the dark. And what are they saying when they're speaking about that? I was in the dark on that. Well, we know what, what's meant is I didn't know. I wasn't brought into the loop. I didn't have the information. I was in the dark. 
It's a really, that statement's a really good representation of this third kind of darkness. It's a lack of knowledge. You see, we see it represented in the story because the angel talks to the shepherds and says, hey, this is a sign to you. You're going to see the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And then there was like the amazing worship service with all the angels and everybody singing and praising God. And then they disappeared. The angels are gone. And it says this in verse 15. When the angels went away from them, the shepherds into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened that the Lord has made known to us. That God made known to us. And then it says, they went, and they saw, and they told. Verse 17. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been made known to them concerning this child, that he was Christ the Lord. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. All who heard it wondered. There was a great deal of time that went between Christ's birth and his ministry, his public ministry. We know it's about roughly 30 years or so. And so the shepherds were tasked with this thing to tell everybody, to share this good news with all those around them, those who did not know. One day, Jesus would head into ministry, into a public ministry, and sharing the good news. But the shepherds were the initial witnesses to the light. And they were tasked with sharing that light, just like you and I are today. Sometimes we feel like we can't quite do that. There are different things that cause us to shirk back from that. But our responsibility is just to shine the light. Just like these shepherds, they weren't responsible for causing people to accept these sayings. And in fact, the scriptures lead us to believe that People just wondered at them. It wasn't necessarily an awe, but it was more a wondering of, can this be true? I don't know. These are just shepherds telling us this story. They're unreliable anyway. But the responsibility of the shepherds was to tell, to shine the light, to reflect it, just like you and I are called to do, to shine God's, God's light in the darkness. It's pretty difficult to shine the light in the darkness from too far away. Matthew 5, in around verse 16, speaks of this, talking about hiding our light under a basket. We don't do that. You put it up on a stand so that it can light up the house it's in. And just like that, Jesus says, let your light shine before all people. Doesn't mean they're going to accept it. Doesn't mean they're going to accept you. Maybe they'll wonder at it. Maybe they'll be suspicious like the audience the shepherds had. But our responsibility is just to shine the light. We can't make the results happen, but we can shine the light. We can love people. We can refrain from judging and love and bring people on the inside. We can, you know, make a spot at our Christmas table this year for someone else adhering to health restrictions, of course. Shining the light in the darkness is a responsibility we all have. So what do we do with this? Now we know there's darkness that comes at us from without, from on the outside. There's darkness that comes at us from within. And then there's a darkness that can be upon people who are left in the dark, who are unaware. What does all that mean for us today? Well, I bring us full circle back to Isaiah 9. People who have been in darkness have seen a great light 
back to the poem that we opened with. It was on the darkest of nights. And the author takes us through so many different scenarios there, doesn't she? Wasn't in the throne rooms, wasn't in the great public events. No, but it was just a baby in a manger. And she ends it with, I don't know if you caught this phrase earlier, but all who saw the light understood it. As followers of Christ today, do you and I understand the light? See, that's what we need to do with this message today. Maybe you're facing the darkness on the outside coming at you, and you're just trying to get through to the other side this Christmas. Maybe today you're facing darkness within and you don't know why am I thinking these negative thoughts or why am I doing these things I don't want to do? Or maybe today the darkness that you're encountering is you're trying to share your faith, even with your loved ones this time of year, Christmas, and it's a struggle. But you see Jesus, the light, he's, he's right here with us. The light shines in the darkness. The light shines in the darkness. When we are in the dark, we'll perceive the light in greater ways than we will otherwise. Just like Paul said, in our weakness, we are strong. Just like Jesus said, you will encounter the trials and the trouble, but don't be afraid, I've overcome it all. Darkness does not overcome the light, John 1, 5. And so this morning, the challenge is, do we understand the light? Do we understand what this Christmas season is all about? And you might be saying, oh, Paul, I've been here, I've done that. This is like the 30th Christmas I've celebrated and I know what it's, but do you understand it deep down in your heart? Pastor Nate led us in that amazing refrain that our heart is his forever, God's. Are they just words to us or is that the cry of our heart from deep within? Just like this understanding, do we just understand it with our heads or with our heart and our soul? How do you understand the light this morning? We're getting ready to worship here and I wanna invite you, no matter what's happened, I say this often, no matter what's happening where you are at home, the busyness, it's hard sometimes to feel connected through the screen, but I just invite you right now, turn the TV up more shut out some of the distractions and let's just have a moment of contemplation here before we worship again do you understand the light i invite you just to to close your eyes with me as we reflect it is so important today not what i'm saying not what paul is saying but what the spirit of god is saying to you just pause for a moment and think and hear what is it out of this message today? Maybe it was one of the scriptures. Maybe it's these different areas of darkness that he's wanting to speak to you about. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you today? God, we just, we take a breath and we just, we listen for your voice. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. Before we worship, I want to pray with you. Today, maybe, again, you're just burdened with the darkness you're facing. 
maybe discouragement has set in. Maybe you're one of those who feels alone at this time. Or maybe the darkness you're facing is the practical reality of how to make ends meet at Christmas time, the pressures of celebration coupled with the challenges of the economy and jobs and maybe you're just feeling under the gun that way. Wow. Your church, we're praying for you today. We're all separated by distance, but we are praying for you today. Maybe you're unwell. We're praying for you today. Or maybe you're feeling the darkness coming from within, that human flesh side, what Paul called the old ways. But just remember, in your weakness, you're strong. In that darkness, you can see a great light, which is the light of Jesus Christ. Finally, maybe you're believing for those loved ones or your neighbor or a coworker, and you're trying to bring people to the light and they're just not receiving it. They're not receiving you. Just remember, Jesus just says to shine the light. You're not responsible for acceptance. I wanna pray for you today, all of you. God, in this moment of response and contemplation, Lord, we, we thank you that you sent the light of the world into the darkness. We thank you that Jesus stepped down into this mess and this dark night of humanity when he came, as it's related to us in Luke 2. Lord, we thank you today that you shared this amazing announcement with some of those who were on the outside, the despised, Lord. We identify with them. God, we are, we're messed up. We've been messed up before we knew you. And you've taken all these situations in our lives and caused them to shine brightly. And so God, today, united by your spirit, not necessarily together in a room, but united by your spirit, we pray for one another today. And God, I lift my voice and I pray for those who are facing darkness, no matter what kind it is, God, sickness, financial trouble, discouragement, broken relationships, God, we invite you to be the miracle worker that you are and to shine your light in those dark situations and turn them around. God, we invite you to come and to shine your light into our own lives when we're facing the darkness coming within. Those negative thoughts we tell ourselves, God, the negative conversations we have, the low self-worth we have for this amazing creation that you made, God the propensity to sin and maybe to look at things we shouldn't and to linger on thoughts we shouldn't have, God, to find our self-worth and the approval of others rather than in you, God. That darkness from within, we break its power today in the name of Jesus Christ. And we just let your light shine on us. And lastly, God, for those who are in the dark, those who don't have a knowledge of you, those that you have recalled us to shine our light upon. Help us, God. Help us not to be driven by results, but driven by obedience just to shine our light before everyone, the light that you've placed in our lives. We come to you today, light of the world. We ask that you would shine down upon each of us, upon this city, upon every church in this region, God. Shine your light in a great way this Christmas season and help us to remember that the light shines brighter in the darkness. It's in the name of Jesus Christ, the light of the world that we pray. Amen.